Coach Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 138. Hope you're doing good wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever time it is. Hope you're doing really great. I had an awesome day today. Uh, we've been quarantining since November 16th. And uh, so I finally got a negative uh, test result this week. So I was really excited about that. And so that means uh, surfing, lots of surfing. So I uh, went down to a beach in Southern California called San Onofre, uh, Old Man's. They call it Old Man's. Love it. I uh, would love this. It's like one of my favorite surf, surf spots because it's super chill, very family oriented in like lots of ways. So went down there today with my son and uh, my buddy Andrew and uh, just had an awesome, awesome time uh, getting back in the water. I, I never realized until I'm like away from it how much I love the ocean, how much I love being in it. And I'm just I, I, I'm like I, my face hurts because I think I'm smiling the whole time. And it doesn't matter if I catch a bunch of uh, awesome waves. It's just being out there. Honestly, watching my son surf is like such a gift. Like, I just love it. Watching him rip and watching him get so excited. Like, it's really, really cool to, to watch him go through that and experience all that. So that's fun and, and to be there with a the buddy. But uh, it was a little choppy today. Uh, if you know anything about the ocean, uh, when you have offshore wind, that's not good. That means really choppy waves. So it was super, super choppy, but I didn't care because it was beautiful out. I was in the ocean. I kept looking at Andrew going... It's December, and we're in the ocean surfing. You know, how amazing is that? Uh, for those of you who are in the Midwest and, uh, and in, in mountainous areas, I'm so sorry. Uh, but it is one of the benefits of living and paying the taxes uh, that we pay out here in Southern California. I feel it's like, hey, this is, this is why we're here. This is why this works. So anyway, awesome day. Hope you have had a great day. And I uh, want to say thanks. Thanks uh, for all of you who continue to live. Listen and subscribe and share these podcasts. Really, really cool. Love, always love hearing from other people uh, that they've listened and learned and we're growing together. So I love that. And then for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to uh, be a monthly donor, uh, that's the place to do it. Um, or you can just DM me at Front Porch Confessional. Uh, and I uh, would really appreciate that. Thank you for all of you who continue to be part of this journey with me. I, uh, we are in our series in Proverbs, and we're going to be here for a little bit. Uh, just a reminder, uh, I'll do two episodes next week, and then we'll take a little breather for Christmas and New Year's. And then we'll start back up in the, the first month of or in the first weeks of January. Uh, that'll give me a little time to, to breathe, to be with my family, and then to kind of wrap up still so close, uh, still so close with the devotional to wrap up the devotional and hopefully get that done as well. So we are in Proverbs and we are in Proverbs 21, verse 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. What an incredibly convicting verse. Proverbs 21, 2. Every man, every, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. I, uh, <clears throat> as a kid, 
you know, we grew up, and again, I think I've told you, like, we just didn't have a ton of money. And so when I got a car, uh, the car I got wasn't like some sweet ride, right? <laughs> I think uh, I, it was like a 1971 Chevy Malibu. And and uh, I don't even know. I, I think I remember it was a guy from the church that gave us a deal on it. Anyway, old car, young teenager in the car and <clears throat> that was my first car and so that's why I went after it my dad would say to me like I, I my dad really just said here here here's the it's the family car but it's yours so take care of it you know and he would say like make sure you put gas in it make sure you check the oil and I was like yeah 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 and and what I found is uh so often like he would tell me to do stuff and I'd be like yeah it's not that big a deal or, or I'll do it later or I'll do it later and so one day, we I'm on a uh, a trip to camp. We're all going to camp. I think I have uh, one of my siblings in the car with me. My dad was already there. So we're on our way to camp, and I'm driving there in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden I hear my car go kunk, kunk, and it makes this huge noise. And I'm like, what's going on? Massive noise. It, fi- it felt like the engine fell out of it. What happens? Get a tow truck, tow it to the mechanic, come to find out uh, I didn't put any oil in it. And apparently oil is a big deal for a car. And so the engine's trashed. It's done. The pistons are all, I mean, mangled inside the engine block and it's not worth to fix. And I remember looking at my dad and feeling really, really bad because it was one of our family cars. We only had two. And uh, and I thought, man, I, I should have listened to him. You know, it's interesting, you know, from the time uh, that we um, we are young from the very I mean, from the very time we're young, we have this thing inside of us where we believe that we are right or at least. I did. I think most of us did. We go through this phase where we look at our parents and they they tell us this is what you should do or this is what's most important or this is going to help you or this is going to hurt you. Don't run out on the street like all these don't eat that or sugar's not great for you or what you name it. I mean, you could probably list off for yourself a thousand things that your parents said. And if you were anything like me. I looked at them and thought, you guys are crazy. Like a lot of the stuff, I'd look at them and go, you have no idea what you're talking about. And this thing, kind of the subtle thing started building up inside of me. I think especially as I got into those teenage years, those really awesome teenage years where you look at your parents and you kind of go, I don't, I mean, do you really know anything, you know? And you start thinking, you know stuff. You think you got it all figure out. So the the question is this, is where does this narcissistic instinct come from? Where does this, I mean, my parents are literally twice, two times my age, not, not half my age, twice my age. They have done a lot of life. They've gone through a ton, ton of different circumstances and experienced the highs and the lows of life. And yet, as a teenager or as a little kid, I'm looking at them going, I think I know better. Where does that instinct come from? And I think we get a, a clear picture when we go back to the Garden of Eden. So we go back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And as we enter Genesis 3, we find something very, very interesting. There, humanity walked uh, through a cosmic door that it couldn't change. And sin 
entered into the world as a result of God giving man a direction. Here's what you should do and what can do. And this is what you shouldn't do, right? You shouldn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Don't, don't do that. He gives man a choice and mankind disobeyed. Mankind kind of looks at God, and, and if you remember the narrative, like the snake comes in and starts deceiving mankind, starting to starting to manipulate mankind, and honestly tapping into this thing inside of us that thinks, I think God's not right, and I think I am right. And he prayed on that in humanity, Adam and Eve fell for that, and as a result of that, sin has entered our world. And sin has fractured and broken everything. And now we are pre-wired to do what we think is right. And just because we think we are right doesn't make it right. And this is where in this particular passage with Solomon, again, wisest man who's ever lived, you can imagine all the, you know, what comes along with that responsibility. And so he starts thinking about himself and about others. And he starts thinking about God in the midst of all this. And what we find is this. There is a beautiful accountability because God loves us. He looks at our hearts and he evaluates our intentions because he loves and he cares for us he doesn't he he he's not uh he's not so concerned about what how we view ourselves but how he views us and and he's saying so often with you and with me we think we're right just because we think you're right he said there's something deeper that god is looking at. He's looking at our intentions, what we do, why we do it, and really starting to go, is this about me and my glory, God and his glory, or is this about selfish, narcissistic pursuits? I discovered something about myself, and maybe this is a dose of authenticity, honesty, um, that I never really had, um, dealt with. And I've talked a little bit about this, but, um, I think for most of my life I've struggled with pride and I, and I really didn't know it. Um, but for most of my life, I, I, I've, I've struggled thinking that I think I was doing things for the wrong reasons, but, but God knew. He knew I struggled with that. And he knew that for most of my life, I I did things to support my ego or to uplift my identity. And here's the thing for me that it's just so humbling. He didn't leave me. He didn't abandon me. The Spirit of God was moving and convicting me. And he also used godly men and godly women, my wife included, were bold enough. They were bold enough to call me out to go, listen, dude, 
that right there, like, that's pride. No, 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 that's not pride. Like, I'm just, da, 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 da. And, you know, that's what men do. We, because we think what we do is right in our eyes. But it, he uses the spirit of God to convict us. But he also uses the people of God to come alongside of the work of the spirit of God to draw that out in us. And I'm just so grateful and I'm learning to see this sin in my life really clearly and call it out. And it's so hard. And I, I think that's a beautiful accountability of him going, Jeff, be very, very careful for what you believe is right in your own eyes. Because I'm looking at your heart. And so often our hearts are leading us down this dangerous road because we're not aware, we're not calming down, we're not really listening to God. We're all going on our own motivations, our own thought patterns, our own strategies. And when I think about this, I think about Peter. If you think about the apostle Peter, he really thought, Peter really did think he was doing the right thing, but Jesus knew his heart, right? He knew what Peter really wanted was to be seen as the Messiah's right-hand man and that he wanted all of it for himself. He knew that. But does he reject Peter? No. Not even when Peter rejects him, he doesn't reject Peter. No, he, after Jesus dies and resurrects, he meets him on the shore and he says, do you love me? Peter responds, I do. He goes, feed my sheep. Don't let it be about you. Let it be about me and my glory and let it be about other people. And I find that to be so convicting and so beautiful, his patience with us. But we need to get honest with ourselves. What's really going on inside of us? Because when we see ourselves as God sees us, the intentions of our hearts will be revealed. And I think that's really, really important for you and me to realize that just because we think it's right and just because it looks right and we need to bring that before the Lord, the one who knows our hearts, ask the Spirit of God to lead and to guide us. So when is the last time that you really slowed down and evaluated your heart? Because God is doing it every moment of every day because he loves you. Father God, we receive that accountability and we thank you. Thank you for loving us so much, loving us so much to expose those things in us, to walk alongside. We thank you for the example of Peter, your grace and your mercy that walked alongside of him. Help us to do this for your glory and your honor so others will come to know you. So take a breath reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.